Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Run Dot Down. I'm hosting it because Sam is a fucking coward uh, and he's ducking us because his wife made him. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's for real. His wife made him. Uh, but that's it's okay. We got we're holding it down. Uh, I am here with uh, my good pal, my good friend, Tyrese. That is at London's Theory. Tyrese, what's up? How you doing? Ah, uh, you know, good, good game, good day, good win. Um, nice was to see the return. Was it a good day? I gotta say, it was a good day. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. Didn't sound like it before we got on air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good day because Obi Top is gonna yeah. be confined to the third string of the indiana pacers so it's a great day for me personally why is is he catching what did he do to you today existed anyway yeah good game for the knicks um a lot to talk about uh a lot more positive than negative which is a good thing yeah i mean i think the first half was pretty i i I just want to say this like i did give julius shit at halftime or during the first half because he deserved it he was not like play I, and it's like people are like oh he has 14 points our leading scorer and i'm like there's no way you're watching this first fucking half and you're telling me he's playing well and i know this i know he didn't play well because he literally just focused in the second half and that was the game like they they had no shot after that they, they just didn't regardless of how you know if tibbs wanted to try fucking uh jericho sims at the two or josh hart at the two or whoever at the two it didn't matter once he got his shit together, they they won. And um, yeah, like this is just what it is with him. Where I don't care about like not th- this game. If he was good, it wouldn't determine anything. And if he was bad, or if he was good, sorry, I shouldn't say if he was. He he was good overall. The second half, I thought honestly, I thought he was, I thought he was dominant. I thought he like toyed with them really. And I, it wasn't just the three pointers. Obviously, three is going in and out, but. Um, the uh you know just on top of the threes going in i thought his defensive effort was really good his rebounding was really good he got one really like i think he contested shangun on a layup and then he got a contested rebound over him it was a really really impressive effort uh like he just had a lot of good sequences in the second half i mean that pass that no look was it no look pass that he threw in transition whatever it was was like a one-touch pass it was crazy yeah that was an incredible play (laughs) but like the guy is i mean this is what it is though it's like this is why he's such a enigmatic player because you're like if you could just do this consistently and not the, the shot making you know no nobody's going to make shots all the time right that's just not how it works apparently except for apparently rj barrett in toronto um but like nobody's going to make shots all the time it's it's the other stuff that that matters and the other stuff today in the first half was what sunk him and in the second half is exactly why you're like oh right okay, yeah, you're going to be an all-star you're going to be maybe an all NBA player again. So I thought he was really good in the second half. And, um, you know, like, I, I don't know. People will always have the conversation of like, well, is he better than Brunson? Is Brunson better than him or whatever? I don't really know what the, necessarily the answer to that question is. I do think that when Randall is good, he does stuff that is just like, I don't know. It's less methodical than Brunson. It's more like dynamic at times. He doesn't have to work for it necessarily as much or it's, kind of like over it's more overpowering maybe that's a better way of putting it more explosive even um i don't know how to really explain it but he is 
really special when he's going well. And, you know, like it's just a matter of if he does it at the right time of the year. But he was awesome in the second half tonight. I got to say that. Yeah. I mean, hey, everybody. Luka, First time on here. here. Uh, it's at Nick's tape at underscore. If you watched us for the playback, uh, he was on there with us. He does all the game threads and everything. So, First time on the run dot down. Welcome. Yeah, man. Good to be here. Um, this is what Tyrese actually looks like. So. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not surprising um, considering how big of a Julius fan he is. Um, <laughs> Julius um, fans are white now. <laughs> I guess right. I'm not. I'm not one, so I couldn't. I couldn't say that. Um, <laughs> no. But seriously, um, the first half was really weird. Um, she went touched on it a bit already, but like it was kind of just a bunch of BS going on. Julius played awfully. Um, rotations were the rotations again. Um, but the second half was a lot better. Like I thought OG really, especially in the fourth quarter, I thought his defensive presence was just suffocating for the Rockets. Like, yeah, yeah. They could hardly get into their sets because he was just blowing up dribble handoffs, pick and rolls, off ball movement. Um, and I think that really helped the entire team kind of collectively lock in defensively. Um, especially Julius. He had a really good second half, like you said. Um, but yeah, it all started with OG. He was all over the place. I think he finished a plus 24 again tonight, right? Highest on the team. Um, yeah, he, he's, he, he, we keep saying it, but it's like new IQ drop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, OG finished with 15 and five, um, a block and four steals in 43 minutes. New Luol Deng just dropped, actually. Um, actually, it is Luol Deng. <laughs> he's British just, and everything, dude. <laughs> he's just actually Luol Deng. Uh, I thought OG was really good. Julius's second half was as good as you'll see him play, really. Like, he was making threes. He was getting into the paint. Um, Swin touched on that pass he had to OG, which was phenomenal. Um, he still did a couple, I guess I'll just say Julius things that you'd hope that he wouldn't do as much. And unfortunately we've been seeing it more often, but if he can keep having halves like he did in the second half, I think we're in good shape. And then what more can be said about Jalen Brunson? I mean, the guy's just dominant when he's on and I'm glad he finally took over in the fourth quarter. Me too. Uh, truthfully. Me too. <laughs> I, I still like, I, I know that look, he made some spectacular shots in the fourth quarter. Randall also made a couple late in the fourth quarter the heart at the two stuff is just, you're not getting good shots out of that. Like, I don't know what Tibbs is trying to prove there. And like, I, I talked about that. We talked about this kind of briefly on the playback. Um, I think his idea is that lineup could, could be like dominant defensively and sure. Like it, it, maybe it, maybe it is, maybe it will be uh, sure. I'll give him like, let's say he's right. I don't think a dominant defense matters more than, like a balanced lineup and in particular in a league this offensively tilted i think you need to almost value the offense more um and and you know uh, a good point that ace uh brought up he we brought him up on stage during the playback um ace bouchard but like the options that you have at the two aside from Hart, which who shouldn't be an option at the two but leaving that aside they're not bad defenders and they're much better shooters and so, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I did like that they used Hart as a role man in those minutes. Like, they, I, I've been asking them for them to do that. I think they should do that with the second unit. 
Um, because God knows precious Chua does not need to do anything other than <laughs> ex- like breathe some air for five minutes a night in each half. Um, but like, I just I don't know. I I still am not. I don't like the offense they were getting there. I know that maybe that's like oh you're just hating to hate. I think a lot of that was Julius or Julius too, but Jalen made some tough shots, man. And yeah, he's a tough shot maker, but like, I don't think you can live like that for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, no, I just don't think um, it's also not really fair to Dante or Grimes that they're the ones getting their minutes cut because Tibbs is because of Tibbs's obsession to play hard at the two when he's not really. Um, And like you said, you're losing shooting. You're you wouldn't even be losing defense, I don't think, if you put maybe if you put Dante in because he's not as great of an on-ball defender. But if you put Grimes in, you're getting way better shooting. The ball is probably going to move better because you don't have a guy who isn't going to get paid attention to um, on the three-point line. And it's like these guys shouldn't be having their minutes capped at 20, right? Because they're way better players than that. And this team, for as good as it is, really could use some hot shooting at points in time like we saw tonight. Um, and those guys just need more minutes generally. Yeah, I just I don't understand this theory that Josh Hart just needs to un- get more minutes than Grimes or Defense. I think Grimes is a better defender than Hart. Um well e- even if you I- want him to play more than Grimes. Like th- these are the- I'm just going to read off the minutes tonight, okay? Randall 34, OG 43, Hartenstein 41, Brunson 37, DiVincenzo 19, Hart 30, Grimes 17. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I just don't, I don't get that. I, I don't get it. And like, until that last closing stretch, Hart was not, like, DiVincenzo was a plus seven in 19 minutes. Hart was plus 10 in 30. And how much of that wasn't just because of that closing stretch, which, you know, sure, like he played fine, he made some shots, but I, I, I just, I, I really, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but like I watched that game and I'm not coming away thinking like Tibbs nailed the rotations. Like you can, and even if you want to play Hart 30, right? Like to, to play Hartenstein 41, OG 43, OG 43, Randall 34, and Hart 30, like I, I just, to me, to play those guys that much, those three specifically, and to still have a true five on the floor for all times, <laughs> aside from that Plus. random 35 seconds at the end of the first half, thank you. Uh, it's just, it's really weird to me. And I'm sorry, like, I'm I'm always going to be happy with the Knicks win, but this isn't the type of win where I came away thinking, like, man, we saw so much, like, of things that we need to continue to have to win, like at a high level, like you can't go through a season and run these minutes like this. And this is not a game where you needed to extend the burn like that. I understand the Brunson McBride stuff, right? Like Deuce did not have a good game. That second half, especially was really one of his worst stretches we've seen recently. Um, But like, I don't know, man, I I think Grimes played. I I know the shooting doesn't look great too late, he had 11 points, three rebounds. I thought his rebounds were actually like solid. Like he actually was getting out there. He's obviously never going to be Josh Hart on the glass, but he was fine. He gave you solid board rebounds. I thought his defense was solid. Uh, he spaces the floor. Like I, I just thought he played well. And I thought DiVincenzo played well. And they didn't deserve to play such little minutes. And in, and in Hart and in Grimes's case, 
that's been the way all year. And like, it's just weird. This is the same thing where it's like, he like he's he's bringing hard off the bench, but he basically plays him starter minutes. It's just bizarre. Like I, I don't know. I don't understand it really at all. And it's like, I mean, I don't. Could Divincenzo have played better than he had the past, however long? And he just loses minutes now because for no real apparent reason that I can tell. I don't know. It's just it's maddening to me that like he just does not want to play Grimes and. De- Divincenzo together, and I feel like if he's willing to trust that lineup, then a lot of the rotation minutes with Hart would be not. He wouldn't be playing thirty. He'd probably be playing around like twenty six, and then OG wouldn't be playing forty three at night. He'd probably be around like thirty eight. It just seems like such an easy fix, but it's like Tibbs needs to trust playing two good defenders together who can shoot the ball, and somehow that is something that he can't. How has he gotten worse with this? I don't know. I legitimately do not understand. Like his heart minutes are literally just messing up everything, and is making OG and it'll be have to play forty four minutes a night. It's yes, dumb. yes, yep. thank you. This, this, mm-hmm. this. You just said exactly what I've been thinking, and I couldn't like figure out how to actually like. I was like, "There's this thought I have. I can't figure out what it is. That is it. Like OG has to play more because of these weird heart things, and it's like it's so stupid because you're like, if you just used heart." at the fucking three more and played <laughs> Grimes and DiVincenzo more, like all the minutes at the two, this is solved. There's no issue really at all. Like the Hardenstein minutes are going to be what they are because Precious is atrocious and Tibbs is crazy with like, he has to have a center on the floor at all times. So I could live with that if it wasn't also the fucking heart thing, but the heart thing is insane. I don't get it at all. It's frustrating too. Cause like we'll see games like the first half tonight, and there will be close to zero reason for Hart to be on the floor. And I don't even think Grimes played particularly well in the first half. Like he had the, he knocked down a couple of free throws. He got fouled. I think he played some pretty good defense, but like Dante, especially he's like the perfect guy to play next to OG. Um, and OG being such a great point of attack and one-on-one defender kind of mitigates the need for Hart to be out there all the time. Cause he's not, he doesn't really thrive in that like ball Hawk, um, safety role that Dante does and he doesn't add the shooting and Dante is a better ball handler so it's just it's just super frustrating and it's like <laughs> we can talk about it as much as we want to but until we see something change it's like we're going to just keep having the same conversation over and over again and I think the weird thing is like they got heart at the deadline last year because he was supposed to be OG light essentially like he does a lot of what OG does defensively like and now that they have OG, it's well, we just want two OGs instead of being able to rotate them out. It's it's yeah. it's maddening to me that his insistence on rebounding and defense is legitimately just going to tank a bunch of lineups. And granted, the lineups are winning, but it's like I don't trust the net rating on those because the offense is so dreadful. And you can clearly see it on the court that when Hart's there, they don't respect him as a shooter. So I would love to see those lineups net rating against good teams versus bad teams. Yep. Like I I am very interested to see like in a playoff scenario if he's doing that, how much those lineups just take. I mean, you could kind of predict it, right? Because like we saw how bad the RJ Hart lineups were in the playoffs last year. 
and even at points this year, like those lineups are never good together. Um, and the redundancy, like I was saying, of OG and Hart is just really frustrating. Because, I mean, like you just said, Tyrese, Hart is just OG light, except teams don't respect him as a shooter. So there's not a need for him to be on the court at all times. Like, I, I actually am curious to see what he's averaging since the OG trade. How many minutes? Isn't, isn't, is it just me or does it feel like when they play bad teams, that lineup works really well? But when they play good teams, it doesn't? Well, because they kind of just teams like... teams can score? They kind of just like out-hustle yeah. bad teams. So and I just think their defense like, is actually good enough. Their defense is actually good enough against bad teams where it's like, or mediocre teams where they can capitalize on that. But against teams that are legit good, like, I don't know, when we play like Dallas or whoever, like you need more scoring. You've got like, it's kind of like uh, in football where you have like the like teams that try to run the ball out. Like, oh, we got to run the clock mm-hmm. out. And it's like, yeah, but like you've been scoring. So just keep trying to like, if you keep scoring, they're not going to catch up. That's how it works. Um, I'm not saying you don't have to defend. Like, obviously, I'm not saying that. But when you have options that are better offensively and better complementary fits to your primary guys and can make the life easier for them in terms of, like, creating more space and all that type of stuff, I, I don't know. It's it just it's very, very odd to me. Uh, Tag, by the way, Luol Deng was averaging 40 minutes per game in Chicago. This is just who he is. Yeah, look, if this is – honestly, like, they can't do this to him, man. Like, you cannot – play him this many minutes this is a fucking joke it's the first time of a back-to-back against a team who houston's been a lot better this year they've been terrible on the road all year they're reeling like you've got to trust your depth more than this this is fucking crazy and to tyrese's point talking about trusting your depth right just don't run your rotations like a fucking insane person that solves half the fucking problem um and it's like we played probably 15 total minutes of actual like competent basketball and smoked them like we played good basketball for five minutes in the third quarter and went up 12. And then we actually started playing well with the starters and then went up 18. It's like, if we yeah. just don't mess around, then we're just going to smoke the mediocre and bad teams. Yeah. I mean, like it bears it out in the numbers. They're 17 and zero against teams that are below 500. So like there's clearly a kind of running up component that heart OG lineups have. But against good teams, like the offense is just so stagnant because like they're lacking creation without um IQ and they're lacking that spacing because you're running one less shooter. And realistically, Randall hasn't been a shooter this year. So it it's so it's back. It came back in the second half. He's back. Sniper Julius. <laughs> he has some insane shots in the second half, by the way. He did. I, that, he, like that one first three he hit in the game was crazy. That one in the corner. Yeah. And then the um he tried to do he tried to get on a highlight mixtape with that fucking step back heat check that he bricked. That was pretty funny. His heat checks are always his heat checks either like he goes on like five in a row or the heat check is so bad it just like sails into the fifth row. It's well because the heat checks, it's like if they're spot up heat checks or like couple dribble heat checks, they'll probably go in. But the heat checks where he's just dribbling off his leg for a good 15 seconds and then chucks a 40-footer are just not. <laughs> the only time that worked was in the Minnesota game when he had 50 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's – he just, like, kind of sleepwalked to 30. And it was uber efficient, which is, like, again, nuts. So It was unreal. Like, how many did he have in the first half? 
you know. 14? I think it was 14. You could have told me he had seven points on four of 12, and I would have been like, yeah, makes sense. Because he was just, I don't know, everything else besides the offense was just god-awful. And even the offense looked really, really ugly at times. The three fucking offensive fouls. Yeah, that was that was fucking ridiculous. I I I I, I, I a lot of people were like, man, he got really unlucky with those calls. I didn't think. I thought two of them were obvious. I thought I thought the first two were obvious charges, and the third one kind of it's soft. But he also he got away with a blatant hack on Dylan Brooks on one play defensively, and he got away with this fucking box out on <laughs> uh, Jabari where he basically just like he looked like you know uh, like he looked like he was fucking entering the NFL draft as like a fucking guard or something. It was crazy. He was just blocking the shit out of him. Um, but it's fine. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not even trying to say the refing, the officiating was good. It was terrible. It was really, really bad tonight, but I don't, I don't like this idea where we need, like, we don't need to make excuses for him. He had a bad first half. Like if the guy's an all-star and all NBA guy, I think it's okay to just say when he plays bad and not have it be this huge crisis. And like, sure. At the same time, and maybe I, I got to do better too, is like maybe we don't have to turn every fucking bad half or quarter into like the, you know, oh, this is why we don't trust him in the playoffs thing. But it's like, I mean, all that really matters for him really at this point is the playoffs because I think we know he'll have these weird stretches in the regular season and he'll have some weird fucking, you know, um, he'll also go off for stretches. like And on aggregate, when he doesn't have some psychotic, weirdo breakdown season like in 2021-22 he's going to be up in the all-star conversation and it'll be in the all-nba conversation in the regular season we know this at this point like that's what he does so we just need to see him do it in the playoffs and that's that but like yeah i don't think it's bad to just say when he has a bad game like call it for what it was it wasn't a, it was a bad first half as soon as he played better in the second half i said it like we talked about it as soon as it was happening we were talking about it on the playback we were like yeah this is great like awesome like yeah he, he again he had this possession where he like totally just he hits a three comes back stonewalls flared van Lee, gets a contested rebound pushes the ball back out and like brunson i think had, ends up hitting og for a corner three or whatever yeah. it was it's just mm-hmm. a really good sequence from him like i'm sorry he didn't actually make a three he found og on an incredible cross court yeah pass. it was a cross court to the yeah. corner it was crazy pass um and so like when you see him do stuff like that it's why you're critical of him he's because he's so he's so talented he's so capable of of more than what he gave you in the first half where you're like, dude, you're like fucking up and you're still kind of dominating this game. Like imagine <laughs> yeah. if you weren't fucking up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, he, he all, all that matters at the end of the day is that he played well and they did get a W, but the minute stuff is crazy. Uh, I they they can't do this. OG man. Like they really can't like you, you've got to treat this guy. Like he's, you're, he, you're not like, you cannot be so fucking committed to winning today that you're just like, not even pr- trying to preserve his minutes. I mean, granted, you would hope that they are able to just blitz Washington tomorrow and get out of the game or like end that game early. But you know, like even otherwise, you just didn't need to play him 43 minutes then if you were somewhat normal in how you manage the rotation. He just he, he, I don't know what's going on. Like I, I feel like the first few games after the trade, I was like, man, I like this. You know, there was some weird stuff with Julius where he'd play him like 16 straight minutes, but I liked it. In general, I was like, all right, I get it. I see what's going on. I thought there were a good distribution of minutes between DiVincenzo and OG and Hart and Grimes. I was very happy about it. And these last few games, you're just like, it's like weird. We got shorthanded and somehow his minutes became more like bizarre. His rotations became weirder. I, I just, I don't really get it. Um, this is from Jordan Bub. Julius Randle is now fifth in most three... 
30 plus point games by Nick, surpassing Willis Reed, one, Patrick Grant, Patrick Ewing, two. I get I don't know. I guess you missed how many Patrick or Willis Reed had. Uh Ewing two, uh Carmel Anthony three, uh Richie Guerin four, Bernard King five, and now Julius Randle. Uh, I'm not sure if these numbers are off. He's either fifth or sixth based on this, but either way, good stuff. Uh, oh no, he surpassed Willis Reed. Got it. Good. I'm stupid. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll Uh-oh. read some comments out here. Uh, highest plus minus since joining a team mid-season through nine games. OG and Obi plus one fifty-eight. Pal Gasol plus one thirty-two. That's Josh, crazy. Our boy Josh Hart plus one ten. Our boy. Uh, our boy. Jason Aravalo says we should have been able to beat Orlando without Brunson. I'm sure you guys, I don't know who was even on the post game for that, but I think it was I was, I was watching the my beautiful Buffalo Bills uh, defeat the dastardly, disgusting Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, and it was wonderful. But yeah, like, look, I, I thought the minutes in that game were the biggest reason they lost. The heart stuff was bad again in that game, um, and I don't know. I, I I'm so sick of saying this. Like, I'm not picking on heart. I'm picking on Tibbs' usage of him because I think it's, I think he's just, he's kind of like fucking him over while fucking over other people on the team and then fucking over the team itself. It's just <laughs> all very odd. Well, because it's, it's like, it's almost exactly the Burks thing, right? Like, I don't know if I would have, if I would blame Burks for the situation he was put in because Tibbs was like, oh, you're the point guard now. Quickly, go away. This is Burks' time. Um, and it's like the same exact situation. Like that also had a trickle-down effect, right? Because it limited Quick's minutes. It limited Grimes' minutes in a lost season. Um, and the same thing's happening with Hart, right? Because it's like he's being forced into a role that he's obviously not well-suited for. And one, it's forcing OG to play way more minutes than he should. Um, same with Brunson. And it's also limiting guys like Dante and Grimes, who have been playing very well and who are very high impact players for this team. And I think that's just, it's just becoming increasingly more obvious during these rough stretches of um, Heart of the Two Minutes, where it's like, if we can see it in 30 seconds of possessions, then how doesn't Tibbs? Also, if you're going to play Hartenstein 41 minutes and Randall 34 and that's OG and OB 43. I don't want to hear about how you need a backup five. Get the fuck out of my face. You don't need a backup five for that. You don't. Uh, JK says, Hart OG line of course turnovers against bad teams. So they blow teams out of the water, plus way more bricks to push off of, eliminating the need for half-court offense. Well said. I tend to agree. Yeah, but like that doesn't work against good teams, which is why like, right. they can't beat the magic with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they, I mean, part of that is also like Deuce, obviously, you're asking a lot of him to create against a team that good defensively. Um, so, you know, that that was part of it too. And Randall had a bad game. So that's also part of it. They also missed free throws, which is part of it. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't help that he like feels this weird obligation. Like, I've got to get heart in the game as soon as seven minutes are elapsed in each half. And then he basically plays him no matter what for at least 12 straight minutes after that. I, I, I'll i never get it. He's just like, Josh Hart's the father. I need to make sure that his kids can see him on TV. <laughs> <sighs> mm. Chris Bernard, according to Christian Winfield, Knicks are linked to DeJounte Murray, Brogdon, Boyan, Detroit, and Scary Terry. Rank on who you'd want from most to least. Uh, it'll be Brogdon, and then I don't care about the rest of them. 
I think I'd actually prefer Scary Terry, depending relax. on the price. Relax. I keep going back and forth on this. I think I've settled on Brogdon just because I think he's more likely to immediately come in and be an easy fit into the role that we want him to play. Mm. Rogier's been starting for what? He's been there five or six years now, so he's been starting that whole time. I think it's a different thing. He's a really good pick and roll player. I don't know that he is as kind of single-minded as a dribble drive player as Brogdon is, which I like, I really think the Knicks need. You really saw that today in the, in the deuce minutes. Um, so that's what I, I like. I know this is kind of stupid. And I mentioned this, like we recorded a trick and roll today. I was talking to our guest about it, but like, if you really just boil it down to a very simple thing between RJ and quick, they're missing. Like they lost like 24 drives per game. It's a lot. Like they yeah. really need somebody who's a proficient driver, proficient creator. Brogdon is that if nothing else in his career. So um, I think it, I would go probably Brogdon, Terry, don't say. I guess Dejounte and then Boyan. I really think like I really don't want Dejounte. Uh, I just I, I don't like that guy. He just makes player. no sense. No, I mean you can't you can't get fucking Grimes minutes, and now you want to add Dejounte Murray. Get the fuck out of here. Well, bro. the thing is, he would probably start Dejounte, and then it would cut Dante's minutes, and then Grimes would be getting like five or seven a night. Dude, that's one bit of the team. How he he won't be able to make it work because. What's he gonna do? He's gonna have he he can't play Josh Hart then. So like it'll be like the closing oh. lineup is gonna be Brunson, Dejounte, OG, Randall, iHeart. I don't know. I, I I don't see it. The only way a Dejounte Murray trade, the, literally the only way it could possibly make sense, is if he pinky promises that he'll actually play Randall at the five. And nothing he's done makes me believe that that's a pinky promise he would keep. Well, it's either for I think the other way is if Dejounte would like play the quick roll off the bench, twenty to twenty-two minutes bench roll, but that wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen, and it also would make no sense to trade two first-round picks for a guy no, who's going to come off the bench. Guys, it's just Shams. a name thing more than anything. Shams bomb. The Raptors have waived center Christian Coloco to complete the Pascal Siakam trade to Indiana. Oh, future Knicks five. Christian Coloco. Yes. Get get uh, Precious out of here. Let's get let's bring Coloco. Bring Coloco home. That's a I think he's a Prez guy, actually. He is. He's also a, a Stacy guy. Bring Coloco home. <laughs> I don't even think he's played basketball because of like some I think respiratory yeah. issues. Yeah. So yeah. Does he have like, long COVID or something? It might be, honestly. That's bad, man. I, I mean, that. I guess speaking of the Pascal trade, I guess we could like touch on it really quickly. Yeah, one um, second. Uh, calm down. All right, pal. Um, I'm hosting here. All right. I'll fucking tell you when we're going to talk about the Pascal trade. This is a hosting by this is a hosting by committee. <laughs> by the way, this is what happens when Sam's having marital problems at home. Get your shit together, Sam. He's probably sweating a parlay right now. Sam Sam's is always dead. sweating a parlay. <laughs> Sam wakes up and sweats parlays. Yeah, he's like got a parlay at fucking school. How many lunch boxes are these kids gonna bring in today? Uh, under. Red lunch boxes under the eight point five. <laughs> Blue backpacks over ten. He's fucking taking action in like the teachers' lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom bakes under three and a half. 
Will we have a fire alarm? Will we do a fire alarm drill today? Over 0.5 fire. <laughs> Plus 500. Jordan Bub, at halfway point of the season, Knicks are 24 and 17. What is the next move? Uh, and do you think Knicks overachieve, underachieve, or is allowing your expectations so far this season? I think if they get Brogdon, they're going to just smoke teams. Like, I really do. I, yeah. I, It's very frustrating watching them right now because of Tibbs' weird utilization of the roster. But, like, if you get Brogdon, first of all, they should not be trading Grimes. I don't understand where this weird idea is coming from that, like, it's completely fine if they trade Quentin Grimes. Can I'm sorry, can can I can we keep like a few of our young guys for a little bit like younger, like a little bit longer? And why are you trading? You're trading Grimes now. You'd be trading him at like fucking seventy cents on the dollar compared to what his value was last year because of whatever. I don't want to get into it, but like, it's it's insane. You get Brogdon or whatever, get uh, that type of player. Tell Deuce, yes, you got your little three-year fucking thirteen million dollar extension. You're you're my beautiful baby tenth man. <laughs> Hang out back there, uh, and and that is your nine-man rotation, and you're good to go for this season. Like the I, thing, the thing is, like but, he Deuce should be in the rotation, but it just be it should be precious out of it. Yeah, like well, yeah, the, yeah. The clear answer is like Tibbs clearly doesn't like precious. He clearly likes Deuce. And the Knicks need a uh, a backup creator. It feels like to the average person with um, common sense, you should just run uh, creator X. We'll say Brogdon for now. Brogdon, Deuce, Grimes, OG, and Randall. Republican creator X. Yes. <laughs> the only kind of creator I want. Um, if you're a liberal creator, I don't want you on my team. You don't need all the right wing creators. Exactly. I need your hoops to be nothing. I need your no flashy hoops in my garden. Okay. Straight line dribbles. Tim Tell me where you were on January sixth, and then we'll talk. Exactly. That's why OG Ananobi dribbles like he's in chains. <laughs> Dude, some of his dribbles are so funny. I like. I, I one of the things he does that I I don't actually like it, but it's very funny. Uh, is the hop step. It's like, dude, the hop mm. step is not gonna happen. Like, <laughs> it's like fetch. Like, fetch is not gonna happen, dude. Truthfully, like OG Ananobi dribbles like he was scaling the wall on January sixth. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. <laughs> it's crazy it's just, how bad he is with with the all handle. back. I do like the <laughs> fact that they were like trying to get him to go downhill on some sets, so like he got a um, head of steam because they're like, oh yeah, you can't take two dribbles in the half court. Let's try to get you to your spots. <laughs> he, they, they they do need to drill into him. Like, dude, enough with the oh fucking pump faking on corner threes. Just shoot the fucking ball. Like, nobody wants you to pump fake on that. Shoot the fucking corner three. And and if you put the ball on the deck, go to the fucking rim. I don't I don't want these, like, long... I, I definitely don't want the pull-up middies that he was taking last <laughs> game. And I don't need, like, the winding hop-step weirdo things that he tries to do sometimes. Um, but, yeah, this is a uh, tag... Hopefully, Perrin has some good eyes on this class. Will be huge to get one to two actual quality guys to add. Yeah, oh, be... don't even get your hopes up. <laughs> I know they're, they're, they're going to draft a couple guys. I think they know they need to reset. They need to just get some low salary dudes on the books, if nothing else. Is Ryan I... Archie Diacono a joke to you? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. he is a joke to Fair. me. Fair. Um, <laughs> does, uh-huh. does, isn't his brother playing for Villanova right now or something? Future Nick, tab. if so. Do you think I have tabs on Ryan Archidiakono's brother? Yes. No. <laughs> I I don't 
I, I am being racist right now, yes. Because uh, <laughs> Neo Schmidt, I think DJM's best buys are on the free throw line, and I don't think there's enough space with Brunson Randall. Look, I agree. I think I think DeJounte Murray's best spot is uh, very far away from my beautiful Madison Square Garden and my my wonderful Knicks. He hit a game winner today, though. That means he's a Nick. Best future did, you, did you see on this game winner, he like doesn't even look at trade any Anybody? Yeah, he doesn't look at it. But this is actually, and I, I saw a game last week. They, it was the game they beat, um, Philly. They beat Philly last week, and he made a shot at either at the end of regulation to tie it or an overtime to kind of seal it, whatever it was. But I remember watching it, and he was like, "Trey's wide open, fucking wide open the entire time for three. And Dejounte, at like no point in that possession did you even think Dejounte would consider passing? You were just like, yeah, it's no. Dejounte time. Yeah, he, he's fucking putting this up right here. And then to your question, um, Chris Archidiakono is a Villanova player right now. So, <laughs> future Nick. He said he was a, was a few years ago. I think he's a car salesman. <laughs> he's following in Jalen's footsteps. Uh, Prashant Adhikari. With Tibbs' coaching, it feels like adding Brogdon slash whoever would just reduce minutes for DiVincenzo Grimes. Don't seem getting over the heart infatuation. Yeah, look, I, I, so I agree with you, and I can't speak for the front office. I'm just talking about what I would do. If I were the front office, I would be like, I'll go, I'm going to get you Brogdon, right? Because I, I, I love you that much. I'm going to get you Brogdon. Okay? Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not getting you a backup center. And if you can't manage to maximize this rotation and this roster for the pieces I have given you, because you're too focused on the pieces that you want to play your one way, that's your problem. Not mine. That is your problem because I got, I got you. I got you. OG and Obi. All right. I, I I'm getting you another creator. I've gotten you plenty, right? I've gotten this fucking guy, everything he wants. I got you Jalen Brunson. I got you the penetrating guard that you wanted. You know, I've gotten you everything you want. Worldwide West in the back's like you trade it quickly. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah like, shedding tears. It's uh, it's like the it's like the the Breaking Bad meme for yes. Walters in the, the back of the fucking truck. <laughs> 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 uh, but like like I I I kept Mitchell Robinson. I got you Isaiah Hartenstein. Right, like I've gotten you everything you want. I, I I traded for fucking Derrick Rose your first year in charge. You wanted his ass. I signed Todd Gibson's fucking decrepit ass. Like eight uh, times. Too. Yeah, like 15 times for you. Like, <laughs> like I've done everything you want. I'm sorry. I am not getting you a backup five. It is up to you what you want to do there. If you want to be a fucking idiot and keep playing precious, that's your problem, not mine. That is your problem. If you cannot adapt and maximize the versatility of the pieces I'm giving you to play in different lineups in minutes where I heart isn't sitting until Mitchell Robinson gets back, that's your problem. That's what I would tell him. And I so but so I agree with the premise of what you're saying to me, I just would be like, I'm evaluating him on that. That that's the only way I can put it. Yeah. I, it just kind of feels like he's going to die in this whole, I need a big and a backup creator. And it's like, dude, there's no way this team's going to get like a fifth big. <laughs> I think, dude, why don't we just hang on to Taj and just wave precious? I'll, I'll pull it up, but in in Katz's piece yesterday with all the stuff about Grimes and everything, he did mention a backup big, and he just said like flat out that it doesn't seem like that's a um, main concern for the Knicks at this point in time. Hold that's on. absurd. I'm sorry. 
Like, if you're not going to play Julius at the five, I mean, uh, I think Tyrese, you were talking about it a little bit earlier. Even if he wants to keep playing at five, just give Julius like five minutes at the five in each half, and then you can sprinkle in the precious five minutes with iHeart playing the rest. Like, yeah, I don't. Like- it's not super. It's not super insane to get Julius ten minutes at the center every night. So, dude, they're playing Jeff Green at the five. You're telling me Julius can't play the run, five? We could have run OG at the five during those minutes if we wanted. They to. did. He ran I OG at the five. For, you could have run fucking Josh Hart at the five, and it would have been fine. Uh, this is this is what Fred wrote yesterday in his piece. Uh, the Knicks have been less aggressive in searching for a center than they have been for a facilitator. League sources told the Athletic, especially with the hopefulness around Mitchell Robinson's return. Um. And then he goes on to say they're optimistic about him coming back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he just says, you know, they've been – the backup five has been an issue since the Ananobi trade. Achua, Achua is on the fringe of Thibodeau's circle of trust. He, I'm telling, let me tell you something. <laughs> that motherfucker's hanging out like a pinky on the circle of trust. Uh, when the Knicks acquired Achua, who will be a restricted free agent, they figured he could be insurance for Hartenstein during the upcoming summer. Whoever thought he could be insurance for Hartenstein in the upcoming summer, that's who you fire. That's that's somebody you're like. So you don't you don't have the facilities for this for this job, do you, big man? That's definitely uh, um, Gerson Rosas. Yeah, and then that's it says. Guy. Then he says goes on to say it would be difficult to justify adding another center to the mix unless it took parting with someone like Sims or Chua and little else to upgrade the backup spot until Robinson is healthy. The Knicks have no plans to trade Hartenstein, who has reached new levels since entering the starting lineup uh, next month. Yes, I agree. And on, and on, just briefly on the note that you mentioned on, on that he mentioned there about iHeart. Reaching levels. Uh, JK says, love the way the Knicks beat up on Shangun. Also, that possession with OG and iHeart stripping him was sweet. Yeah, look, iHeart's just fucking awesome right now. Yeah. And playing him with OG is just like, dude, it's it's yeah, a cheat fantastic. code. Yeah, like, it's fantastic. Defenses can't do anything. And they've you, had one bad defensive game, which was that weird Mavericks game. Oh, the Ma- yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I erase that from my memory. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned um the Sims thing in the cast article. Why don't we just play Sims too? Like, yeah, he's either starting or he's just in the shadow realm, which I don't really get. Because I think I would prefer Sims minutes over Precious minutes. I would play like who was that fucking random Ukrainian guy we had in the in the summer? Oh, Dimitro. Dimitro, I don't even remember his last name was. Yeah, just bring him back. I fucking play him over over. (laughs) I can't do the Precious thing, man. This guy is just like. He's like a fucking NPC player. It's ridiculous watching. That. I can't believe that. Like you know, you, I'm telling you, this is how you know a guy sucks. Okay. The Magic, or sorry, the Magic, the Heat hate giving up on guys they draft that quick. They they gave him up for 35 year old Kyle Lowry without hesitating. They were like, "Yep, get the fuck out. Let's get get the fuck out of here." And you know that he sucks because the Raptors fans. We're telling us that, and they never say that about their guys ever. Like, yeah. everybody is amazing. Everybody requires like three first round picks. They, <laughs> like, this is kind of, like you had to have known he was going to suck. And the fact that anybody in that front office was seriously like, could you imagine being in that front office and like talking about like the up the pros and cons of the trade and someone just like, look, I don't want. I mean, obviously, this is not why we're making it, but Precious, Precious could be though. like, yeah, he could be a good insurance for us. He'd be the if, guy. Yeah, if I heart leaves, like he could be insurance for us. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my. Maybe like. That's like how you like. Who Scott Perry hired you? Okay, right. <laughs> Scapinsa. That was his name. Thank you to J.K. and Tag. Scott uh, Perry hires. I'm an hell. 
Ariel Suarez on the playback. You mentioned the heart wiping off his chest. The only guy who does it equally as much as LeBron. No, LeBron does the weird thing with his like. Yeah, he does the the jersey like this. Yeah, that's that's the thing LeBron does more than anything. Randall does that a lot too. Hart's just the every time on the bench he, comes into the he, game. He does it uh, in like post game stuff. If you see him sometimes, he'll be like, yeah, he'll be like. Like he'll just start like I'm like what <laughs> like are you like feeling like are you, like I, I I need him to start talking like LL Cool J or something to make to make sense of it like it's got to be a symptom of like breast milk consumption or something yeah. like just start licking his lips the the whole LL Cool J like just vibe I need him to embrace that or something uh-huh. uh, Milan Patel uh, good rant Tibbs has to be the next piece position the front office upgrades. <laughs> I just, it's like, it's so stupid to me because it's like, I would rather not fire a coach and not feel the need to upgrade, but I just don't know how you can watch a game like tonight and seriously feel like, like look, you have, like, you play Minnesota. Okay, I get it. You want to have a fucking center on the floor at all times, even if I don't really quite get why Precious is a center and, and Randall can't be. I get it. You know, I, I, I truly get that. Bro, this is Jeff Green. Fucking the, the guy is like like he doesn't even have hair anymore. <laughs> He's been in the league so long he <laughs> went bald during his NBA career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, but Precious minutes though. The fact that he like sees Precious as a center, even though Julius is bigger than him, is yeah. legitimately baffling to me because. How do you look at Precious Deshua, who's 6'8", 243, and think, oh, yeah, this guy's a full-time five, and that's it? I, I had somebody in my mentions say this, and it's possible, that they think Julius doesn't want to play the five. And and sure, like, I get that. But I also think there's a difference between being like, I need you to go defend Jokic or Embiid or whatever, versus like, hey, I'm going to need you to play the five in for, like, four minutes each half in these lineups against like Jeff Green or Markeith Morris or Grant fucking Williams or whatever. Like, <laughs> you see teams play these small fives all the time in their bench lineups. Like, I don't think it's that hard. It really shouldn't be. Um, and if he can't have that conversation, then, then like, to me, that's, that's, uh, it says something about him as a coach. That's a criticism of him. It's like, you can't get your guy to like do something for you that you need to, to increase the ability of your team to win games, win the margins. I, I don't know. Um, that that seems pretty wild to me. Uh, it's kind of like who. This is my sound rude, but like, who cares if he doesn't want to play the five? Because it'll benefit the team so greatly. It's like, just get over it. Like you said, he's not going to be guarding Embiid and Jokic every night. He's going to be guarding other small fives, and he's just like a massive guy. Like I don't know if he would be a mismatch for a ton of centers at six nine, six ten, two fifty. So even if that was a concern, it's like as long as he's guarding a center who actually has the ball in his hands, he'll probably be all right. I just think it's really funny, like that he sees precious, he's like center. And for fucking three and a half years I had to hear about like he can't play Obi at center. Like really? Like but precious. <laughs> Precious can play center, but you could never try it with Obi for three and a half years. Like, it's just, I, and I, I understand people will be like, well, he had centers. I, it's not the point. The point is, like, he could never see Obi as a center, but now he can only see Precious as a center. Very, very odd things. Um, 
This is from Tay to 12. Julius the five is rescued possessively played like these last two games. I mean, is your defense going to suffer? Yeah. But I also think like people just underestimate the upside of what the spacing can do for Julius, for the team, for everybody. I really do. And I feel like it's a little bit, um, it's a tiny bit short-sighted to see it that way. Cause it's like, you kind of have to look past these two games. And like you just said, see it in a vacuum. The spacing is going to be a lot better. I don't think the defensive drop-off will be that bad. If he's the backup five and taking precious his minutes, is the defense that much worse? It might actually get better if you have good defenders on the court with him. The offense is going to flow better. Guys are going to be able to get more minutes. Like The precious minutes aren't going to be clogged up, and then you can run some small ball, and then it opens up more minutes for Dante and Grimes. And it's just a whole trickle-down effect of positive results, hopefully. Um, you should also just fucking try it. Like if you yeah. try it and it yeah. sucks, fine, great. Like, but give it an actual shot. And I don't mean like, oh, try it for a game, and if it sucks, then that oh, well, I tried it, it just didn't work. Like that's bullshit. No, you gotta fucking. If you can try precious Achua minutes for what it's been, how many we played what nine games now? Since yeah, nine right? games. Like if you can try that for fucking nine games, you can try Randall at the five for nine games. It's not gonna kill you. You're not gonna be any worse. I promise you that. Um, I don't know. I, I just. It's it's wild to me. <laughs> Julius, you know, Julius at any position is a resume disaster if he plays like he did against Orlando and Memphis. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. It's like that. It's not a position thing. That's just a, that's you a play Julius like ass thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Julius thing, and you just play like shit thing. Um, y'all don't appreciate CTE basketball. God. There were some stretches during the game today. I don't even know what the fuck I was watching. The end of the third quarter was wild. The end of the third quarter was hilarious. And even um, towards the end of the fourth quarter, uh, that one possession where OG tried to bring the ball into the front court and then he gave it to Brunson who dribbled around and then got to iHeart and like knocked off somebody's head and then went to Julius and then ended up like a brick three in a shot clock violation. There were like three of those possessions <laughs> in the last stretch of the game, which I just thought was hilarious. <clears throat> Um, yeah, Julius at any position to run through for if he plays against, yep, like just give him space, man. Like, give him space, allow him to make reads going downhill, allow him to go against um, toted defenses. It just feels so simple, but he has to and one mixtape his way to two points every time he goes down the lane. And the fact that he's making it work is just a testament to how good he is. But, like, man, if you could just give him some easy buckets, I swear. Yeah, like imagine if he just made it easier for himself. Imagine if the coach made it easier for him too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, neither Julius or Tibbs are helping his case. True. Uh, congrats to uh, congrats to both you guys. Uh, Mike McCarthy staying with the Cowboys. Ooh, oh, what a what a great day in the NFC East. Oh, <laughs> I'm a happy guy. Jason Kelsey retiring. Oh. Eagles four and thirteen next year. All, All your ops taking L's. All we need now is Marvin Harrison Jr. and we're back in business, baby. You just need and and you need uh, the commanders to hire like I don't know Adam Gase or something. <laughs> the commanders will debut the commanders. I'm not worried about the commanders in the slightest, dude. But you probably see how is the franchise QB. I'm not too worried. <laughs> was he like top five in passing yards? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Milan Patel. The bigger point of Julius the five is for a Grimes. 
DiVincenzo to get more minutes usage, not play through Julius more. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that's that's the other part. And like, I think you will play through Julius a bit more because he will have more space. So you want to lean into that. But I also think we've seen, yeah, is his decision making perfect? No, but I do think his passing has improved in terms of like kicking out and finding shooters and you're going to have way more space. And honestly, we've seen Brunson benefit from it previously. Like they went five out at the very end of game six against Miami and they had a lot of success. They almost, you may remember they nearly came back and won that game. Uh, So like, (laughs) so like it, it, it can work. It worked against Orlando when they tried it and they didn't even have OG then. So you're, you were undersized, right? Like, yeah, you're always undersized when you go small, but you were undersized in a very significant way there. If you have OG at the four, Randall at the five, Hart at the three, like, I don't think you're that undersized. And honestly, if you play DiVincenzo at the two, you can't even tell me you're like some huge liability on the glass. Like, that could be a pretty solid rebounding group. So, yeah, Dante's a good rebounder for his size. Dante's good. Hart's good. Like, even Grimes has gotten better. Yeah, Brunson's a good rebounder for a point guard. He's fine. He's good at getting those long rebounds and shit. Giants or talk- ball is lost without Tommy Cutlets. I don't ever <laughs> want to hear that guy's name ever again. Tommy Soprano? He can go like, please send him to like the deepest part of Staten Island and let him rot. <laughs> he can go flip burgers somewhere. He can go flip cutlets. Okay. <laughs> he can he work goes- at a, yeah, let him work at a deli. You, so you don't, you don't want to send him to Queens, Tyrese? You're <laughs> sickening. So I legitimately, he just needs to be sent somewhere that isn't to the New York Giants practice facility. <laughs> like, end up in Ohio with fucking... What about, like, the Jets run. practice facility? That'd be... That would actually be funny. <laughs> yeah, actually. Would be. He and Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon. I mean, he'll, he'd be playing by week three to the <laughs> Invermectin brother. So... Uh, this is from Nafim Alhuda. If we deal for Brogdon and involve Grimes, is there anyone else on Portland you'd be interested in? I, I mean, look, I don't want... I, I just want to be straight up i'll answer it obviously but like i just wouldn't i think it's crazy you if they need to there's no reason they would need to include rhymes to get brogdon there's no way you're gonna convince me of that like you'll be sick yeah add a pick yeah there's there's always a way there's a way to get brogdon without grimes uh but that being said if they didn't involve grimes and they have a couple guys i kind of like but like i I don't know if I, i definitely wouldn't consider them equal value but like I think Jabari Walker's interesting. I think like Duop Reap is interesting. We can't trade for him. Yeah, they they'd have to like sign him to a contract right now, right? Yeah. So I don't know why they would do that. I don't know, but like <laughs> those those are guys that are interesting to me at least. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. They're not going to trade Sharp. Obviously, they're not going to trade Simons. They're not going to trade Scoot. Scoot for um, Grimes. Yeah, Scoot. Yeah, I'd be interested in Scoot. Scoot, I'd be interested in. <laughs> He's had a rough cool. start. He has, he has a rough start to his career, but I think we could salvage him. Uh, but yeah, like I, I do like Jabari. Jabari Walker is the guy that comes to mind, and uh, and Duop Reed. Those are the two guys, and I know that Duop Reed can't be acquired right now. I'm just giving you guys I would like there. Not with that attitude, God damn it. <laughs> Look, I, I'm I'm a Duop, and and the the fun thing is that Tibbs would have to see Duop Reed as a center, so we would Duop actually Reed, get some, truther. We, yeah, we would actually get some five outlooks then. What a time to be alive. It would really suck if we traded Grimes because it's like uh, we have so many picks and are we really trading Grimes for like a project player in what seems to be a win now season? Like that just doesn't make a lot of sense. And 
one, you need good depth. Two, uh, this is what I would say. I, yeah, I understand people are like, I'm not talking about trading our picks. I'm talking about trading some of these protected picks, a, a protected pick, whatever, right? Some seconds. I don't give a shit. But this idea that, like, what do you think has a chance to actually be more meaningful to a team in a package for a star? Quentin Grimes or, like, the Washington protected pick that may or may never convey? Or, like, the Dallas pick this year that who cares about it really like i i think grimes has more value than that stuff i'm not saying he's a stud like i don't view him the same way i viewed quickly like i doubt the league does either but i do think that he has real value and that there'd be teams that would value him in it like oh i'm trading a star i'm i need to i want to get back a young guy who i like and who has some potential and who i could maybe flip down the line like grimes fits all that like he definitely fits the bill so I would I would be really, really annoyed to lose him for the type of player we're talking about. Now, if you can get some, like, difference-making talent, like, you know, maybe not somebody that's been mentioned uh, in the rumor mill, but, like, I don't know. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. If we could get, like, like, Cole Anthony or somebody like that, or, like, Sexton. Yeah, Sexton. If I could get Sexton, I'd do that. But I don't I, I don't think they're not trading Sexton. No. He's been balling. They wouldn't. The Jazz are balling as a whole. Yeah. They've been awesome. The Pistons are balling. Alec Burks, yeah. Nick's legend. Bring him Big home. money, AB. Yeah, bring him <laughs> home, Tyrese. <laughs> Point guard, Burks, and Josh Hart minutes? Who says no? Jesus All right. Christ. All right, now now I, I've decided that now is the time, uh, Tyrese, that you can talk about the Pascal Siakam trade, your favorite player in the NBA. Uh, he stinks. Um... That trade was highway robbery for the fucking Pacers. Because, like, how the fuck did you just get Pascal Siakam for matching salary and two shitty firsts and a 2026 pick that's top four protected? Because how the fuck is that possible? You know why it's possible? Because they traded him a year late, but whatever. Um, I mean... Let Masai cook. This is a guy who wanted 70 firsts for OG, by the way. This is essentially the package for OG that they got. They probably got last year at the deadline. Yeah. Like, so they traded him. They were like, oh, we can't trade OG for that package. But they traded him for that package a year later. Like, <laughs> Not OG Pascal, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we have OG. Fuck you, Masai. Um, well, they, there was a report. Woj said today that they tried They tried to trade for both. Um, that would have been crazy if they got both. Crazy. I would have been, been happy. That's that's where they. I think that's clearly like where the Knicks were like, no, we will put, we will put. World Wide West's baby boy. We will sacrifice Gamora. the godson. Yeah, well, it's like uh, he's like Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, as Gamora, fucking Tibbs' fucking bald ass is Thanos. <laughs> that's sick. Actually, no, Tibbs. He wouldn't be sad. He's probably like celebrating. Like, no, he's probably fucking hype. Get this joyous fucking asshole out of my locker room. <laughs> we don't. I don't want any. I don't want anybody prancing up down the court. Get out of here. He's Only skipping. What a softy. Get this soft <laughs> loser off my team. Uh, I guess I, Wes would have to. Yeah, Wes would have to be there. Can't you see him? Like, my quickly. Uh, he, he's in so much pain. <laughs> and then we get a Reed Shepherd this offseason. He's like, you know, what? okay. <laughs> Reed Shepherd would be awesome. Um. But yeah, I mean for the for the pace like for the Pacers, it makes a ton of sense. They didn't really trade anybody except for Bruce Brown. They, they do the, have like a weird 
their roster is just like they're gonna have some they they they, they have to have another move coming. Like they can't keep this roster through the end of the season because your Siakam is gonna be I mean he plays what like 32, 30 minimum thirty two minutes a night. He's gonna play like thirty five. They have like seventy yeah. power forwards. Yeah, they have Jalen Smith. They got Tyrese's favorite draft pick ever, Obi Toppin. They have Nes. <laughs> hasn't Nesmith been playing a bunch of minutes at the four for them? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think he probably plays more minutes than three now. Right. It just but it's just like, and they still have Heald sitting around there, and they have Jarris Walker still. Yeah, and they and they have Jarris Walker. And yeah, that made, have, that makes no sense to me. Like I don't know what are they gonna do with Jarris Walker now. And what? they and they still have Isaiah Jackson hanging out there. Like I know he does, but it's like I, Carlisle's weird. You know, Carlisle's not Tibbs. He's not going to be like, oh, Siakam can only play the four at all times. He can never play the five. Like he's he'll you he'll get funky. He's he's used Obi at the five. He's going to definitely try some Siakam at the five stuff. Um, and then they and then in the backcourt they still have like everybody's still there. So it's like Halliburton, Nemard, and and like you just said, Nesmith kind of he might downsize now. So that cuts into like available minutes healed. Uh, they still have McConnell. Like they have got to, there's got to be another move coming here for them. Uh, but I, I do like, I mean, the value for them is great. Uh, I do agree with Tay here a little bit. Uh, Tay 212, he said, uh, I like the deal. There's no certainty. Siakam stays. And then the other, the next thing he said, rappers also got Bruce Brown, a player the Knicks should look at. Yeah. I mean, I'd like Bruce Brown, but I, can you imagine the, the gunshots ringing around the arena with Bruce Brown and Josh Hart. Bruce Brown and Josh Hart would be like again. I said it in Discord yesterday. I'm like, if you get Bruce Brown, that means that Tibbs has a fetish for light skinned chunky men, and <laughs> I would be very concerned because like we have between Brunson and Josh Hart and Bruce Brown, we just have a bunch of like thick, um, thick bowling ball ass players. It'd be really weird, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I we should not want Bruce Brown. Please and thank you. But yeah, I, I it's it's weird. It's just I mean it's like a bench problem, so it's like it's not as bad as it really could be. But I do think there's another move coming. I just don't know for who. Yeah, I don't even know who's available who they would be looking at. Because yeah, the guys that the guys they have around and who they're or who have become expendable, they're not, like, bad players. I'd argue a majority of them could be, like, solid rotational pieces in or on rosters. They're also, like, not trading any... Like, all their guys are locked up for a couple years. Yeah. So it's like, if they do make a trade, it's like they don't really need to do anything right now. Like, you look at their cap sheet next day, the only guys they need to bring back are Buddy Heald, who... Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Jalen Smith has... That's already like the thing. That's like he's been a good soldier, but like they're not bringing him back. Anymore. I'm shocked they didn't trade him in this one. I mean, I, I think... think they probably know they can get something for him. I mean, he heals a shooter. There are going to be teams that like will fucking give up a couple seconds minimum for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's like their guys are locked up for like a good bit. So it's like I don't think there's any like urgency you know yeah uh, I, I guess i just think that you're not that that's like it's one of those things where, like if you have 12 guys you, have, you nobody's gonna be happy or there are gonna be a couple guys that aren't happy you don't want that shit in your locker room um and they're fucking they like if you have the opportunity to maybe at 
I could totally see them. I don't know they'll do this. I could totally see them just being like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's do healed. And they probably got some salary sitting around now, or maybe healed and whatever for like OB. Tobias. Tobias, yeah, OB for like Tobias Harris's expiring salary. Um, I could see that if, if Maury's just like, fuck this Tobias Harris shit. Like, <laughs> he's not doing anything anyway. So why not? I don't know. Uh, but like, I do think I'd be shocked if they don't make another move. There's no way they're just like, oh, that's it. We got Siakam. Game over. Like, we won the East. Um, Obi's almost become like their most expendable player being restricted for Asian next year. He is. And he, just like he, you have to trade him. Like, cause you're yeah. not gonna pay him. You're gonna pay fucking Siakam. You're gonna pay Obi too. Well, you still and they're gonna have to pay Halliburton soon. Halliburton's is done, yeah. They did, they did, oh yeah, he got paid already. That's just kicking in next year. So and then you gotta start figuring like, all right, uh, you know, Matherin, not he's not extension eligible, but he will be in what a year? Yeah, so you're thinking about that down the line. Like, I, I don't what know. do they do? I then really... Jarvis Walker too. Yeah, I, I don't know what they do with Jarvis Walker. I think they're trying to bank on him as like a backup. I don't even know because if they have, um, like the roster they have right now, even if they do make a trade for Obi, what I've seen and heard about Jarvis Walker is like he's just not going to be a rotational player this year. So he seems to be more of a long-term project. Um, and if he develops great, his upside is probably like all-star-ish caliber player. Like he'll probably just be an elite role player one day. Is it um, like OG his kind of like thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's kind of OG with a better handle, except he basically hasn't been doing anything this year in the G League. Like he hasn't been defending well, he hasn't been shooting well. So he's like a theoretical player right now. Yeah. yeah, he's like. Wait. I guess you could call him Kevin Knox, um, Rokos, if we wanted to. Oh, Bruce Brown, aka Lana Rhodes, baby daddy. Is that real? No, it, it's Blake Griffin. It's Blake Griffin. Oh, good, good for Blake Griffin, I guess. Trying Carter, throw back to Gilberina saying if the Knicks offered the Rockets Julius Randall. And Jalen Brunson for Jalen Green, the Rockets say no. Jalen Green is fucking awful. <laughs> He's so dude. bad. He's terrible. Every possession that ended with him shooting or trying to do something, was I was a like, win. Yeah, great. <laughs> we win. We we done. We win the possession. It's probably like when teams see like Josh Hart get the ball in the corner with four seconds left. They're like, we did our job. <laughs> Let the chips fall where they may. We just have to take the results here. <laughs> Shout out Josh Hart pull up two out of nowhere. That was hilarious. The fact that um, Jalen Green still has like I think he has a twenty seven usage still, which is hilarious. And I mean they have their front court is so funny. Uh, Fred Van Vliet or their backcourt rather Fred Van Vliet and Jalen Green. How many layups did how many point blank layups did Fred miss today? Like four, five. Yep. That's just his thing though. Well, he's like five eight. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's so funny though. He's actually so much better when he gets to play off of an actual star creator. Like I know, and Shengun is trending that way. He had a bad game. I, I again, Arnstein. That guy's a monster, man. What a fucking player. Um, but Shengun had a rough night. But yeah, I mean, and you can tell they miss Tari a lot. Um, they're they're just a little 
they're 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 getting there. They're a young ass team. Whitmore sucked tonight. Uh, but I wouldn't I mean I'm not worried about I wouldn't be worried about that if I were them, obviously. But I didn't think Amen was too great either. Yeah, he's why I think he he's been bad, so which is fine. Again, like nineteen year old rookie, like what are you gonna do? He's not gonna come yeah. down and kill it. But he can't shoot at all. He had did, was it him? Did he take he took some disgusting free throw line jumper today, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was nasty business. Um I, we talked about this briefly on the playback. The Rockets are seven and eleven without Tari this year. Which is not surprising. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Tari. Always yep. love Tari. Tari Eason is somebody who should be a member of the program and would be a valued member of the program if he were to enroll. If he he would he, honestly, you know what would happen? Do you know you know what would happen, right? Tibbs would like like Josh Hart would be on the chopping block and we get Tari at the two. <laughs> <laughs> You know oh, what? Give me Tari OG. I would be in heaven. Dude, Jalen, Jalen OG, Tari Julius. No, Jalen, like Jalen Dante, Tari OG, Julius. Oh, it'd be lineup the, that we would awesome. never see. No, never. <laughs> see Nothing like but wingspan and vibes. It'd be 30 great. seconds in a preseason game. Yeah, I tried. I didn't like those two possessions, so we're good, actually. Uh, it gave up an offensive rebound, and it made me tear out the rest of my hair. <laughs> Nakamura Huda just sent Obi to Toronto today, and we'll have an early Super Bowl game on. That would have been awesome if he got traded there, and then that they all came awesome. back to the Garden <laughs> on Saturday. It would, it, you would have seen that it would have been Tig making nothing but Raptors highlights after every game. It would yeah. have been so fun. <laughs> Jail the next trade for Bruce Brown. That might be the first team to go on a full twelve-minute quarter scoring drought. No, literally, it'd be so pointless to trade for Bruce Brown, dude. What are we doing? He would run Bruce Brown to the point, too. It would be like Bruce Brown, Grimes, Hart, OG, Precious. He's like, Hart, other Hart. <laughs> yeah. is, is Scoot hurt or something, or is he just coming off the bench tonight? Scoot's just ass. So he's, just coming, he, he's been coming off the bench, I think. I thought he was starting for a little bit. I guess they They've been flip-flopping it. Trying to just figure something. I, out I think I, I, I think they're doing the Brogdon showcase bit tonight. He's starting, so uh, how's, he, how's he doing? Uh, I don't know. I just have the game on in the back. Not really big attention. Wow. It's the fucking net, so it's you know who the fuck cares. Uh, Jason Arvalo, <laughs> Josh Hart crossing up. Thompson was a surprise too. Yes, Josh Hart in that fourth quarter. All of a sudden, you know, he got into his and one bag, which is not really an and one bag. It's just like him randomly getting a loose ball and then spinning and getting a layup somehow. Uh, Tay two twelve. At least do off wreath. By the way, is six of six from the field, two of two from three, and has fifteen points. My agenda, man. Do off wreath. Do off wreath. He is a player. Tay two twelve. At least the Rockets are trending in the right direction. Don't know what Silas is doing last year. Yeah, I also. I mean, look, I know Jalen Green caught all this shit. I thought Jabari Smith Jr. was bad tonight, and like I remember earlier in the year, he hit some monster games. Feels like he's dropped off a bit too, from what I've seen from Rockets fans on Twitter. Like I, I don't know, he was really. He he made that he made a tough shot early in the game over like either Brunson or Julius, and I was impressed. I was like, oh okay. And then he just doesn't do anything the rest of the way. It was weird. <laughs> He's such an interesting player, man. <sighs> uh, yeah. Go ahead, Tyrese. Sorry, no, you're good. You're good. No, go ahead. I had nothing to say. Um, yeah, he just. I was gonna say he's a district player, and then uh, mixtape center for me. So we're good. 
Jabari kind of stinks. Yeah, he kind of does. Uh, he was like invisible today after he hit like two jumpers or whatever. Well, I mean, he fucking disintegrated yeah. iHeart. iHeart did get disintegrated a couple twice times. by Shengun too. That Shengun one was that dope. was gross. That was disgusting. Um, he's blocked enough shots for me to forget that though. Uh, yes, my kingdom for Isaiah Hardenstein. <laughs> One of my best fantasy pickups ever in my life. Uh, as soon as Mitch went down. Yes. I, it was the very disgusting capitalist moment I had. I was just like, you know what? I'm doing this. That was your trading IQ moment. Yeah. I was like, you know what, Mitch? I love you, but uh, I know ball, and I will be picking up Isaiah Hartenstein <laughs> to commemorate your existence, I guess. Malcolm Brogdon, three. Bring him to New York. He wants to, he wants to do it. He's a net killer. Uh, Jason Future Harvalo. six man of the year. <laughs> the rightful. No, I'm never going to say that. <laughs> Jason Harvalo. Silas also on the Pistons coaching staff now. Yeesh. Yeah. That guy is like a fucking plague of shit basketball everywhere in the NBA. He goes. I think I read something and he's been a part of the two longest losing streaks in the NBA in history. <laughs> yeah, it was another. What was the other team? The Rockets. Is a, oh, what did they have? Was that last year? Last year was like 21, I think. Jesus. Where was he before? He was in some. He was on another garbage coaching staff before Houston, right? I think it was like, was it Cleveland that he was on, and they were terrible when he was there? I don't know. Whatever. He that guy's. Not my, not my coach. Not familiar Huda. Would you put Indiana over Orlando, Cleveland after this Siakam trade? Uh, I mean, right now I probably put it like if you're grading if you're like grading out that four to eight block in the east right now i'd say knicks pacers just an unbiased view there right i mean true i, <laughs> yep. I think the knicks are better than the pacers regardless um knicks pacers heat orlando and then cleveland but cleveland he's winning so i can't say they're the worst but they've also yeah. had like the easiest schedule known to man though I also just think they they flat out play better when it's or there's not much of a difference when they have like one of Garland or Mitchell and Mobley. Like they've been better since Mobley went out, right? Yes, yes, way better. Their spacing is better. Like it's kind of visible when you see them. You're like, wait, this looks like basketball. Malcolm Brogdon, bring him home. Another three ball. <laughs> He wants to be a dick so bad. He loves Staten Island. He would legit him and Eric Adams might make some noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Eric Adams just does the dumbest shit all You the would time. see Eric Adams front row to Nick's game. And they would be shaking hands, dude. Celebrity row. Eric Adams. Dude, Brogdon just put fucking Dinwiddie in the weight room. Oh my god. Oh, Dinwiddie dude. sucks. I don't he ever want to hear about that. I don't think I've seen a player want to be a Nick this bad like Malcolm Brogdon right now. <laughs> He's torching Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, that's legitimately the way to earn a Knicks fan's heart. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon hates cryptocurrency. <laughs> Cleveland are so weird. I thought they'd yeah, this age 22. Uh, I, what did you say? You said Knicks, Indiana. Knicks, Indiana, Heat. Orlando than Cleveland. I just I'm gonna be on. I just I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Miami over us because I they have Volstra and we have Tibbs. Like I'm just gonna, uh, I'm yeah. just gonna 
I'm just gonna do that. And they're annoying, and they're probably they'll probably sign some fucking scumbag NPC creative player that they have in like the G League right before the playoff starts, and he's gonna have like a 35 point outburst at some point in the playoffs. Or they're gonna trade for Terry, and he's gonna average like 35 and eight as a Heat. God, I would actually hate Terry. I would actually hate Scary Terry in Miami. That he's already really super good. fucking annoying to play against. He's and he's he becomes like, a Heat. Yeah, he's and the he exact guy that a... that like that Spo will just be like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna turn you into like kind of an all star now." Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like super uber efficient, like twenty two and six with lockdown defense randomly. <laughs> it's like okay, new Gabe Vincent dropped. <laughs> yeah, oh Gabe Vincent on fucking steroids. That'd be great. <laughs> Love it, dude. The Gabe Vincent uh, disaster class this season has been. I've been enjoying it. it the fall off will be studied. Yeah, it, it's just don't let Struces Struce survive the allegations, though. My guy, Max Struce. Barely. <laughs> My guy. Your guy, Max Struce. Your guy, yeah. Max Struce. That's a Republican ass statement, dude. You <laughs> love like every white shooter. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Max Struce is different. Though. Max Struce is like a thug, a white shooter. <laughs> He's <thug>. a thug. <laughs> it's because of that douchebag beard that he has, dude. I hate him. He does have, he, he's definitely, he was definitely like very Miamified. He legitimately looks like he looks like a Jersey Shore extra. <laughs> like he would be saying grenade in the back with fucking Paulie D in the situation. <laughs> and and Snooky. <laughs> Shout out Snooky from Poughkeepsie. Let's go. Uh, JL Orlando six and twelve since started sixteen and seven. Unfortunately, we gave them two of those wins. We don't talk about that. Uh, but yeah, they they've fallen off. I think the shooting is coming back down to earth. Franz obviously being out hurts, but they just don't have shooting, and like they have to bludgeon teams to death. And it's you know we've obviously seen that with the Knicks many times. Like it's hard to consistently win that way, and you have stretches. But they had a similar drop off. Or maybe they're going to do their season from last year in reverse. Where they got out to a terrible start and then they like finish strong. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it'll start strong and I think they're gonna trade for a guard though. I just don't know who it'll be. Honestly, I, they should think about scary Terry. He'd be awesome for them. I, I can't see them trading for a guard because I don't think they want to give up their pick this year. Yeah, I don't think they're like in their I don't think they're in the we're let's trade our pick mode yet. Oh, what if they could just get well, how Terry's what like 25 million or something? Yeah, yeah. Like they could just do like Jonathan Isaac expiring, you know, fucking, you know, all the uh, all of the chapels in North Carolina are uh, <laughs> excited for their for their pastor to come home now. Uh, but like, healed. What's Fultz's <laughs> contract looking like? Uh, it's like fifteen million, but expiring, he's expiring. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be like Fultz and Isaac for Terry. Yeah, and throwing like a pick. I think I think they would trade their pick. I don't agree with you. I think they trade their pick. I feel like they're done tanking, and nobody wants to tank this year because doesn't this class suck? Isn't the whole thing? It's a super good role player class. There's no like super elite, obvious number one player. So it's my kind of class. This is where me and Tyrese thrive. Well, this is like the Knicks class, though, right? Like if we can pick up a couple good players from this draft and just like stash them, I'd love it'd, that. It'd be Rokobitis. It'd be fucking Dalton Connect. It'd be. <laughs> Dalton Give me Kincaid. Tyler Smith and Reed Shepard, and let's call it a day. Tyler Smith here. <laughs> There's a Roku Bitus in this draft? No. Or just saying we could bring Roku Bitus over. 
Oh, and yeah, just, yeah. And just stash them somewhere. Oh, yeah. This could, oh, by the way, like, DJ Wagner to the Knicks, like, minus 5,000. Like, that shit is happening, dog. <laughs> that shit is absolutely happening. He's well, just Frank. He's Frank? No, not, not actually. Oh. But he can't yeah. shoot. I thought... Yeah. I thought... So what is what does he do then? I nothing. mean, nothing. But, he actually just hasn't done anything this year. But, but family <laughs> discount, so <laughs> that's pretty good. Gabe Vincent versus the Knicks is Allen Iverson. Everyone else sees Austin Reeves. Reeves has been bad this year. He's uh, one of the worst defenders in the NBA. Yep, he is. He also apparently I was I saw a number today. He's like last year he was 82nd percentile in catch and shoot threes. This year he's like 19th percentile so far. Really? So, yeah. Jeez. Pretty bad. Oh, the fall off will be steady. It's so funny how the Lakers are just like always going to be an average team with LeBron somehow. Like they have LeBron, AD, Reeves, <laughs> and like actually a good supporting cast, and they're just kind of like not good. All I'm saying is when LeBron opts out next year, future Nick, future Nick, he and Bronny are going to lay up the garden for a year. I'm sorry, dude, but like LeBron actually would be the perfect for this team. It's kind of hilarious. This is like such a LeBron team. Like, oh, you have shooting wing defenders everywhere. It's great. <laughs> Josh Hart can do all the hustle plays I can't do anymore because I'm 40. Like, <laughs> you have to give up your beloved man, though. I don't give a fuck. It's LeBron James. <laughs> uh, this is this is a good tip. Tim's quote today. I can think of no better way to celebrate a birthday than being around a bunch of people that care about the game and winning. This man has He's not, so fucking unserious. He he has not had sex in like 25 years. <laughs> There's like no way this guy has gotten laid. Like, come back I, to bed. He's like, no, we're watching film. Yeah, no, we gotta I gotta Everybody go through watched. I'm sorry, I gotta go through game six of the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals here. <laughs> I, I have to watch game one back up. 2012 playoffs. I skipped past with Derek Ro- Derek Rose blows on his knee. <laughs> oh my god! I eject the tape. Then <laughs> one single tear rolls down my face. <laughs> I say to myself solemnly, "Ice." <laughs> ice, ice. What was Steve? What was Steve for cooking with the Fever roster? Holy. Steve it's not, Kerr was cooking. It wasn't just him though, right? Like, is it who is who is this guy calling? Grant, like, actually picking the team right now? Grant Hill. Look at that! Look, you can't get these Duke <laughs> fucking guys doing this shit, man. They don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. Yeah, Grant Hill is not a good GM. No, Shashevsky just, just got lucky because he got like the whole like redeem team bullshit. <laughs> I mean, like Grant Hill did his job because he pissed off LeBron and everybody else, so now they would have come back and like terrorize France for the Olympics this year. So you know what? It was probably worth it. He's got to have a hefty escort. <laughs> <laughs> you think Tom Thibodeau has time for escorts? No, but he no, he does. But he like has them do like very odd role playing. Like no, no, just just, no, just he has to lock into his synergy account and watch yeah. it film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I need you to just stand at the free throw line just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Catch his <laughs> rebounds. <laughs> Tron Carter. Uh, replace Randall with LeBron. We win the chip easy. Yeah, I mean you'd be the yeah, favorite. You'd definitely agree. be the fa- you'd definitely be the favorite in the East. I'm 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 just a little less bullish on the whole LeBron thing. For I I will legitimately wow. whatever tough haters win. I will always be a LeBron hater. Fuck him. <laughs> the he had a greatest shot player here. to ever grace the court 
You're so boring, bro. You're so boring, Tyrese. Your <laughs> trolls suck, and nothing you say is. I'm boring. not even trolling, okay? I know you're just an idiot. I'm as serious it. as the grazing of your beard. Like I know, I know you are. That's what makes it sad. Go, go, James. That's why they're beating the fucking <laughs> Mavericks brakes off right yeah. now. See, it's just weird that you like you can't love, do that shit. Uh, you love a guy that literally chose to not come here and went to our biggest historic rival and has actively chosen to shit on the franchise multiple times. This is the guy that you love. Like Dude, I'll never love the bill. We all love a rational shit. I love who? You love the Bills. We all love a <laughs> Yeah, but that that they, what have they ever done to me? I'm a Bills fan. If you were they like, literally lost four straight Super Bowls and you kept coming back for war. That is not the same thing. How is that the same thing? This is like you being like, dude, I don't care. Get me, give me fucking, uh, like I need fucking Emmett Smith on the Giants or something. That's, that's like what this would be. Like, like I need this fuck Michael Irvin, make him a Giant right now. Like I would take, I would have taken Michael Irvin on the Giants. No, you wouldn't have. You would have sat there and been like, fuck this guy. He's a scumbag. You probably would have gone to the Philly Stadium and started throwing syringes at him with the Eagles fans. <laughs> You would have done. All right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's birthday gift is playing with OG like it's his last game. <laughs> okay, if Tim could have played OG 48 minutes, you think he probably would have. Yeah, it's gonna happen in the playoffs. Oh, me. dude, OG, yeah, OG is not sitting in the playoffs. I'm yeah. gonna look like Luo Deng, like box scores, and just think about like what he's going to do to OG Ananobi if the if he gets his way. I'm terrified for OG. <laughs> he has the mice ball screen. <laughs> <laughs> he puts like, no. He he gives them an Obi mask and just he's just screaming Obi, Obi. Ah, Obi, I did like there was it was one of the first games where he was screaming OG's name and I was like, ah, oh, that sounds everything is back. Yeah, everywhere everything is back to normal. We never left. We are here. Uh, I think McCall Bridges got hurt or something. He's riding the stationary, grimacing, loser. Uh Carter <laughs> LeBron is like Jordan. Yeah, he's the greatest player of his generation. I'm denying that. I'm talking about I don't I wouldn't fucking want Jordan generation. on the I wouldn't fucking want a Jordan on the Knicks either. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, you're okay. Whatever. No, you you like and I, this is the difference. I don't I wasn't running around being like Oh my god, I love Michael Jordan so much. Oh, he's my favorite player. Get to find that hate in your heart, man. <laughs> Fucking losers, bro. <laughs> Fucking standing for this guy who decided not to come to New York and go to fucking Miami. Not my fault that Dolan fucking flubbed the PowerPoint. It was Donnie Walsh. Uh and Whatever. also because LeBron is a coward. That's what happened. Uh and he's always been one, and he always will be one because he's a fucking bald loser, just like <laughs> Uh, all right. I do we have is there anything else we need to talk about? Did we say that Brunson played awesome? I don't know if we mentioned that Brunson's awesome. Yeah, really well, they play tomorrow. <laughs> I guess we could talk about that. Oh, we well. played the Wizards tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully, it's a very boring game. OG yeah. Ananobi will play 46 minutes. I don't trust it to be honest. Like, I don't think we won't lose, but it'll be one of those annoying games where we don't pull away until like the 10 minute mark in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what we did last game against them, so probably, <sighs> yeah. I just hope Kuzma doesn't come out like fucking prime clay again. Like Dude, OG's last two games he plays 43 and 44 minutes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> His legs are gonna fall off by the playoffs. 
Yeah, I guarantee you his you're gonna he like questionable knee in like the next week. And he's it's not like he's always been an Ironman player. He's always been injury prone. And Tibbs is playing, he's averaging like forty two minutes as a Nick. He's not actually, but Oh yeah. God. All right. Uh I didn't do any of the ad reads. I don't really care. Um <laughs> cool. Thanks everybody that uh rocked with us here. Thanks for everybody that uh showed up in the playback too. Really, really appreciate it. Um I have nothing else, so just check out all the stuff that Strickland uh podcasts writing playback, all of it. It's fantastic. Uh Everybody say bye. Bye from me. Bye, guys. Uh, keep an eye out for a game thread tomorrow. If I have time, I'll get to it. We'll be doing it. Tyree, say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Catch you guys. Later. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.